Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I said in the last episode that the Steelers defense had to win the game for the Steelers. Okay. But I want to see the offense do it. Absolutely. I want the offense to be the reason why they are victorious against the New York football Jets. Do you have to say that? I don't think you have to say the football when it comes to the Jets. No, that's just, just the, the Giants, Giants thing. Because at one point the Giants were playing football in both New York, or sorry, playing both baseball and football in New York. Thank you for the history lesson, Jake. Hey, you're welcome. It's very nice. Well, you, of you didn't you just ask me? So. Did I? Oh, okay. So the New York Jets, the Green Machine. Mm-hmm. I want to see a get right game in the offense. You know, the defense has to go out and win the game because it's a must win. And I trust the defensive side of the ball more than the offensive side of the ball. But if I'm the offense, I want to see a little bit of pride out there. You know, this is a defense that can be had. They give up 27 points per game. Try to match that. Put up at least 27 against them. Look like an NFL offense. Be respectable. I mean, what they get to? They, they scored in the twenties once this year, and that was because of the overtime, and right. it was literally back, yeah. twenty until the overtime. Like they <laughs> they broke twenty by just getting two twenties. So, score some more points. Uh, and do they score? Like, I just think that this is such a good opportunity for you. And if you don't score points against the Jets. You ain't going to do it against the Bills. You ain't going to do it against the Buccaneers. The Dolphins' defense looks really good. The Eagles' defense is really good. If the Saints have anything good about their roster, it's their defense. The Bengals' defense is going to be getting better and better by the time you play them. The Colts have a good defense. Are you getting upset? Like, the Falcons are the next game where you look at and you're like, well, maybe there's a little bit of a reprieve there defensively. You could could still put up, like, 14 points and, and still get away with a win. You have to, have to, have to do it against this Jets team. It's it's such a great spot for the offense to, I don't want to say break out, but at least just show some signs of life. Mm-hmm. And we're going to obviously always lead off offensive game plan episodes with running the ball, funneling the offense through Najee Harris is the best uh, formula for success. That's what we said, thought at the beginning of the season. That's what we've been thinking as the season continues to progress. But that ain't really bearing much fruit right now, no. uh, the Najee tree. And the offensive line has been better than a lot of people expected. So it's not all on the five guys up front. It's number 22 himself who's been a little disappointing. That being said, 
and with the Jets boasting a pretty decent defensive front led by Quentin Williams and a pretty good ability to stop the run, I mean, they're not slouches in that department, Mm -hmm. I'd still try to get Najee and that running game going early. I think think that's the best way to set everything else up in your offense if you're the Steelers is if you can get the ground game uh, running with some success. So I would start there is try to get Najee up and running and try to sustain that running game, not just for a couple of drives, but throughout a whole game. Right, where you see it, and then maybe it pauses or stutters, and you say, oh, well, it's not working, so we might as well just give up on it entirely for the entire game. Because I I know that we can name names on this Jets defense, but it's really, it's an attackable defense. It's not, it's not something to be scared of, like the defenses you listed earlier in the next coming weeks for the Steelers. I, I agree with your point about the running game needs to be the priority here in terms of where you attack from first because if Najee can't can't perform against the Jets here, then what, you expect him to magically be able to turn it on against the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Eagles? No, you really don't. So If you watched Thursday Night Football last night, Joe Mixon was struggling. He mm-hmm. had no run further than seven yards in the entire game. Dolphins are really good at run defense. The Buccaneers are the best defense in football. I said it. I'll put them up there. The Bills are a great defense. You're right. Like, there's just no... If you don't see him hitting the right holes or the O-line getting enough push for him against the Jets, then it ain't going to happen for a long time because you're going to be overmatched, and it's going to be a mismatch in every matchup Mm -hmm. after this one until that Atlanta one, probably. Right. It's just not going to be something where... If, that Najee is just going to have the spark and start running the ball like crazy. Uh, my my worry, Tom, is that the Steelers are going to just, they're going to expect Najee to say, okay, you can run for 200 yards against this team, and then he's not going to be on pace for that, and they're going to get a little afraid of giving him the ball, so maybe they, maybe they just start handing the ball off to Jalen Warren more, which we wouldn't hate, but you need to keep Najee Harris as your running back one, and maybe they just try to get Mitch the ball 40 times. And, and Tom, I mean, how long is this game going to last, really? Well, like, keeps- this, this could be a very ugly game. This could, I mean, we said this two weeks ago with the, with the Patriots. It was going to be like a final score of something like 10-3. to 3. This could easily be a 10-3 to 3 game here on Sunday. Yes, and that's why the defense needs to go out and win it. You know, if it's 10-3, to 3, make sure you're not the team that has three. Make sure you hold them to three, but... If it's 10 to 3 and the Steelers win, we're going to feel bad about it on Monday, right? I mean, it'll be good that you're 2 and 2 and you did what you had to do. Well, what you had to do was be 3 and 1 heading into mm-hmm. the death stretch and that is gone. But you readjust your goals and now you did what you now have to do, which is mm-hmm. get to 2 and 2. You do that successfully. I'd still have a sour taste in my mouth if it was like a 13 to 10 ugly game. The defense forces a fumble, and your only touchdown comes where Najee had to walk it in two yards because you recovered the ball on the goal line. Like, right. Like, what what would have changed? Nothing is going to change. Right. Because you say, okay, well, once again, the defense took care of business, but once again, the offense couldn't put up more than one touchdown on the day. So I, I really need to see, you know. It, for me to feel good about this and for me to feel like they can steal one of the four games in the death stretch and Tampa's the one that I'm looking at more than any of the others, you got to put up 26, 27 points, win the game. Look, if you win the game exactly like the Bengals did last week against the Jets, 27 to 12, 
then I'll come in on Monday and do our show and be not just happy that you got the must win when you had to, but I'm starting to think, okay, this started to do some nice things. Maybe you get a couple breaks against Tampa Bay and all of a sudden you're beating them. Uh, who knows? I get it. I get it, Tom, but to me it's still not enough because the opponent, right? Like I could see, yes, the Steelers could put up 27, maybe even 30 points on this on this Jets team, but I know they're not going to do it against the Bills. I know they're not going to do it against the Bucks. They probably won't do it against Miami, and they certainly won't do it against Philadelphia. So I get what you're saying by by making the point that, okay, they can at least do it. Right against bad opponents, but when you're, excuse me, when you're playing good teams, you want to be able to keep up, and your defense should be able to keep the game relatively close when you're going up against those bigger opponents. But when your offense is as, and I don't mean to be too critical here, but it, when it when it stalls as frequently as the Steelers' offense does, those games that should be close end up as two touchdowns or or two touchdowns and two field goals, something like a 20-point game like that. That's that's how easily it happens. Do you put any stock in the Najee early struggles, the injuries that he's dealing with? Like maybe some of the hesitation on hitting the holes that are there might be because he's hesitating due to injuries or due to playing hurt? Uh, I don't. I mean, he was dealing with that Liz Frank injury during the preseason, and he later came out and admitted to what he was actually dealing with, not just, oh, I was just stepped on by some guy. I think if this was a real injury, we would have heard about it by now, but maybe not because a lot of guys like to kind of play hurt and then reveal it at the end of the season. To me, Najee is someone who can play through injury unless it's going to keep him off the field, which we've seen it happen to him before. He's going to play. And to me, it's just about that trust with the offensive line that really is going to be the the big determining factor of whether or not he has a successful day here. Yeah, I think the trust issues with the offensive line is is definitely something that is creeping into his head during gameplay. He just doesn't feel that he's got the same trust level in them as some others. And that's a problem. You know, uh, you have to suspend your disbelief in them their ability to do the job and just kind of pre- pretend, like the water boy, pretend that they're going to move bodies and they're going to open up holes. And if they don't, then you're going to get beat up in the backfield. But you should be used to that by now. That's all you mm-hmm. did last year. But I-, I think he just needs to understand that the line is getting better. He needs to start trusting them a little bit more. It's not perfect. They're going to let some leakage in there. And he's going to have to make a guy miss in the backfield or he's going to get hit for a loss. But... There's definitely more holes opening up than there were last year, and there's definitely more holes opening up than there were in week one last week against the Browns in week three. So trust that line in front of you. I think that's key for him and key for the Steelers to get anything going offensively. The other thing with Najee, though, is in the passing game. Right. Get him out into space more. You know, when he's one-on-one, one thing where I don't see the injury affecting him, it's one-on-one against somebody in the open field. He's leaping over buildings like he's Superman. He's running through people. He's juking them out of their shoes. He's he's a great one-on-one, and he's going to make a linebacker or a safety miss in using his agility or using his sheer power, but they don't do it enough. Every time they do it, it seems to be successful. There's no creative play to get the ball into his hands, like running, like like a halfback angle over the middle of the field, mm-hmm. 
or a deep ball down the sideline. None do, of that. Do you know the plays that I love the most? About I love Le'Veon a wheel Bell? route. The Lev Bell plays where he would line up as a receiver. Yeah, those were and great. And then In right the before, and then right before the play started, he would come toward Ben under center, and Ben would just hand it off. Yeah, that's so great. You, you or, were, or just run out of the slot, like yeah, run a route. Right. And I mean, I think you can really sucker defenses in if you're creative as a play caller, and if you have a guy like Najee. You can hit home runs on wheel routes, and you see the Niners do it constantly. Like check always a couple times a year has Dude, a, a wheel route. Ca- did you just, see that catch he had last week? It's the every year with catch? him, yeah. And he he works his way up the sideline like that, and it doesn't take a Tom Brady to put the ball in that bread basket. So no, and here's the, here's the weird thing, Tom. You remember that Cleveland wild card game? It was Anthony McFarland on that receiving end of that wheel route, right? Mm-hmm. Why not do that with Najee? The one that went unsuccessfully. On like third down and yes. 18. Why not do that with Najee? And get him the ball in space with him getting some momentum. Mm-hmm. It's all flares to the left, outs to the right. I'm the fifth read. I'm the safety route. My back's turned to the defense and I'm stopping right here in the middle. And I have to catch it, turn, and then get my momentum mm-hmm. going. Get him on a slant. Get sure. him on something where he catches the ball in stride. And... You see him used from Mitch as a safety valve, but you don't see him used in the offense as a number one target really on any play. And no. Or at least on any play that has some down. Like maybe he is a number one target on a little swing pass out to him, but nothing creative, nothing getting him out into space, nothing using him as a wide receiver, nothing using him 15, 20 yards down the field. And we were sold, I don't want to say a bill of goods on him, but – the track record and the scouting report was he has hands that aren't amazing, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And one of the biggest things he improved upon returning for a senior year at Alabama was pass catching out of the backfield. And he had that famous exchange with Dale Lolly where he had an amazing one-handed catch right. in his rookie minicamp. And I've been doing that my whole my whole life. Well, until now, because right. they're not doing it. The well, team's not right. using said it. it then, I know, and, and it's just ironic camp. because yeah. now you're not getting able to show off those skills. And I mean, we were pitching this guy as Kamara esque when it comes to his ability in the passing game. Here's the thing, Tom: is that this team should look at Le'Veon, or I'm sorry, Najee Harris, and think, okay, we we essentially got Le'Veon Bell back. This guy can run defenses over in the run game, and he can be used as a legitimate pass catcher. Right, it's not just how you said where he want he runs a tight return a, a, a tight uh, um, curl route where he just runs five yards, seven yards deep, and then comes back and has to regain all of his momentum. You can use this guy as a receiver. the The playoff loss in the in the divisional round against Jacksonville, Le'Veon Bell had the best catch of that day where he lined up on the sideline as a receiver. And had a back of the corner diving effort catch. I'll never forget it. Yeah, it was. Bet. I mean, AB had a great day too. Don't get me wrong, but that was the best catch of the day by Le'Veon Bell. You have that in Najee Harris, and the Steelers are refusing to use that part of him. Well, at least you think you have it, but you're never going to know unless you try. Well, I've, I know. I don't. I don't know if it's up for debate. I think it's pretty obvious you do. I know for a fact you have a guy that. The thing that I'm not sure that you have is, I mean, that catch from Bell was freakish. Like, that's top five sure, wide but that, receiver. that catch that that Najee Harris had last year in, in camp was In camp, freakish. though. Keyword. Okay. Playoff game versus in camp. So, game situation, I don't know if he's making the pickings, the Najee or the Le'Veon Bell amazing catches. 
I do know that in space, he's going to win one-on-one matchups constantly. So you got to utilize he's that more. He's bigger. He's more physical. He's than, bigger than, than the safeties. A lot of guys. Yeah, absolutely. And he's faster and more agile than, than the, the linebackers. linebackers. Absolutely. So I don't. It seems obvious again to me. Start using him more in the passing yes. game, and it's easier on your quarterback if that's your your per, preferred target on on certain plays because not only is he just naturally going to be open anyway. I mean, he's lining up next to you in the backfield. He's going to be open for at least five to three to four seconds. Not, not that's too long. One to two seconds naturally. But on top of that, the coverage is a linebacker or a safety. It's a mismatch. And if it's a safety. Because he's torching you, so we got to put a better cover guy on him. That takes the safety away from the back end, and maybe Deontay gets a favorable matchup right. deep. Like it or, just, or Pickens you or can Claypool. work yeah, everything right. off of having success through the air with Najee. So, first thing I'd like to see against the Jets is just just get number twenty two involved in every single aspect of the game. And if you're not having success running the ball, then the next drive I want to see a, a screen. I want to see a halfback angle over the middle. I want to see him line up. Just get the ball into your best player on offense's hands and let him make some things happen. I mean, we've seen drives where that Cleveland game, mm-hmm. like they just dumped it to Najee, dumped it to Najee, dumped it to Najee, dumped it to Najee. Those weren't even designed to go to him. It just ended up having to be that way because everything else was covered or Mitch didn't have the patience to let something develop. And he just methodically worked our way down the field, a first down here, a first down there. I'm leaping over a guy there. It's It works when we see it, and that's what makes it extra frustrating that we see it go away. For sure. I mean, this is a guy as a rookie, right? As a rookie, ran for 1,200 yards and had, what, nearly 500 yards receiving. As a rookie. As a rookie. And we were saying last off, over this past offseason, saying he was that good, and if Jamar Chase wasn't a thing last year, he would have won Offensive Rookie of the Year without, a, without question. This is the guy now who we were saying in his second year, if he improves, which we think he could have done, you remember the first day of minicamp when he showed up and everyone was saying, "Oh my God, look at this dude!" Yeah, I was there. It was shocking. you were there, right? It was you shocking. Saw him. It looked like he could crack my head like a walnut with his thighs. Right, and now he has yet to run for over a hundred yards. He has yet to catch a hundred yards in a single game. This is just not the way that his that he should be used. No. The Steelers are totally doing themselves and Najee Harris a disservice here. No, fantasy-wise, people are upset. Oh, absolutely. With first-round pick you, went, you, you, you probably used, you most likely used a top, what, 10 pick on that guy? A, t- a first-round pick on that guy? So hopefully he can start getting going against this Jets defense. Uh- hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Another guy I want to see get going, and again, I don't think it's to any fault from of himself because every time they do throw him the ball, he catches it, is 88. I want to see Fryermuth way more involved yeah. in things. And Not and- just more involved, Tom. Involved to the point where he doesn't get his first catch with less than two minutes into the game. Or his or less than two second or third target that late. Right? Like if if they're covering him well, that's fine. But there's gotta be a couple of plays where even though the linebacker for the Jets is on Firemuth really well, screw it. Just throw it to him. It's single coverage. You threw it into triple coverage almost against Cleveland in desperation mm-hmm. and he was able to jump up and snatch that thing out of the air, high point the ball. You got to do like when you're a quarterback in the NFL, you have to be able to recognize when you have such a great playmaker like Firemuth that it doesn't matter that they're covered. I mean, Ben mm-hmm. knew that all the time with not just AB, but even some of his other wide receivers. Sure. Like, yeah. Hey, Martavis is covered here, but he's six foot four and this corner is six foot. I'm and just going to high point the ball and he caught it. And like Ben's good enough to know if I miss. I'm missing high, and no one's catching it. But the only one that has a chance to is Martavis. It's Martavis. Like, an A-B to the nth degree there. I mean, triple, quadruple coverage, it doesn't matter. He's the guy, the guy the threw A-B the ball when it was a goal-to-go situation. You saw? At the three-yard yeah. line with three defenders about to tackle him, and he still willed himself over the, 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 the chalk of the end zone. You see it all the time. Last night with Tua and then Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill is good enough to yes. catch this ball. I'm just going to throw it up into coverage. Mitch is so timid that I don't think he has that kind of DNA in him where he's like, well, they're covered downfield. Pickens is covered right now, but the size mismatch is really favorable. Let me just put this ball in a favorable spot and see if he can grab it. I don't think he's willing to do that. And I think when it comes to Fryermuth, you know, he butters his bread in the middle of that field, which is also the tightest windows for quarterbacks to throw into. And that might be why he just avoids it because he's afraid. Oh, man, I hate saying that about an NFL quarterback, but... It doesn't kind of I mean, seems that way. If you look at Mitch's season long stat line, it's the numbers that one quarterback could have in a single game. The guy has thrown for less than 200 yards. Oh, every, I, I believe if, if maybe a little bit over 200 yards per game, what he has one or two touchdown passes on the year and one mm. interception on the year. I know he has a rushing touchdown, right. They didn't score a touchdown through the air against the Browns. It was all ground game, Najee and Mitch. The Patriots game, he – did he score a touchdown against the Patriots? I'll look it up and, make, and double check. Well, there check, were two touchdowns that day. It's just not memorable. Like No, it's not. That's, like, what, that's what I'm saying is the guy through three weeks has really not been uh, the, the quarterback that, that people in Pittsburgh thought he could have been. You got the numbers? He's two touchdowns and one interception. How many yards through three great three? Five hundred and ninety six yards. I mean, okay, so that's a lot, but still, I mean, it's guys, less, it's guys less than two hundred a game. Guys it's, can throw hundred. Guys can throw for five hundred yards in a single game. Sixty percent completion percentage too. So it's not even like, well, this dude's completing seventy percent of his passes. They're just all two yards down the field. He's, yeah, not, he's not, not even, even doing, doing that. that. No. I need to see the offensive guys around him step up to kind of help him out, though. To elev- well, we the- always say quarterbacks elevate guys around them. Frymuth, Najee, need to elevate they need Mitch. to elevate Mitch now. I because agree. if he wants to keep this job or if the Steelers have the confidence to have him keep this job, which they clearly do, you got to start seeing a little bit more out of him. Absolutely. And then if you don't see it this week, Tom. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. This is it. Over under 20 points for the Steelers this week. I might say under again. I think I'm going to go under. Yeah. Oh! 
What, like, where are you going to get those points from? I don't know. Like, like I get the, maybe the, the Jets', Jets defense own isn't incompetence. Great. Like, we shouldn't say over under 20. Offensive. Like, right? Because yeah, the defense is going to put up points. Yeah. Offensively, how many points do you see over or under 20? If it's if you're saying just the offense, I'll go under. Subscribe now to the Steelers Standard. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcasts. Fireside Friday up next. Coming next. Jacob Breck, Tom Offerman right here on the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.